Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, January 30th. Most people would say that running out of money would be a top concern about their retirement years, but a new report suggests that those who work at least part-time after the age of 65 are at significantly less risk of facing retirement disaster than those who stop before that milestone. Many Canadians have decided to retire early post-pandemic, but too many do so without ensuring that their finances will be able to withstand challenges, such as the rising cost of living, healthcare costs and the positive but costly fact that we're typically living longer. The new study from Allspring Global Investments, the independent firm that was previously the asset management unit of Wells Fargo, found that each year of early retirement before 65 significantly increases the chance of running out of money in retirement. However, working just 10 hours a week significantly decreases the risk. Last year, a study by Edward Jones Canada found that 60% of respondents are planning to work beyond 65, with retirement giving way to a period of reinvention. With more employees having defined contribution pension plans rather than a traditional focus on defined benefit plans, there could be a sizable chunk of people who find that their dream of early retirement belies the reality. In Allspring's research, women are far less likely to feel confident that their retirement savings will last. 69% said so compared to 87% of men. The study also revealed that 53% of near retirees plan to use an advisor to maximise retirement income sources, but 39% of near retirees have not yet used an advisor, and that 71% of near retirees are interested in learning how to minimise investment-related taxes. Never has the pace of change in the financial services industry been so fast and far-reaching. The potential of new technologies to shake up processes that may have been used for decades is real and is set to produce winners and losers depending on how they embrace the transformation. A new report from Broadridge Financial Solutions highlights the emerging tech that looks certain to drive change in the next 10 years. A survey of C-suite executives and their direct reports on both the buy and sell sides globally reveals that 71% said artificial intelligence is now significantly changing the way they work. Also, 60% agree that within 10 years, blockchain and distributed ledger technology will become the core of financial markets infrastructure. Firms are ramping up investment in digital transformation with 27% of overall IT budget allocated to it in 2023, up 16 percentage points since last year. 8 in 10 survey respondents say the industry will have modernised its tech stack before we land a human on Mars, a major technology feat currently estimated to happen by the early 2030s. More than half of respondents who are categorised as digital leaders stated that higher revenue growth is one of the most important benefits of digital transformation. These digital leaders are ahead of the laggards due to their innovation culture, use of emerging technologies, seamless customer experience, internal skill building and adoption of security and privacy protocols. Almost 6 in 10 of respondents in this category agree that falling behind in digital transformation will hurt their ability to attract and retain talent, further impeding their ability to unlock new and innovative tools and platforms. Those firms that are digital natives, online banks, brokers, robo-advisors and digital wealth management firms established in the last 15 years and not part of an incumbent firm, are more likely than traditional investment firms to place transformation as their most important strategic priority, marked by greater increases in digital investments. Digital natives are also more likely to say that they're at the advanced stages of deploying AI, blockchain, cloud and other emerging technologies compared to traditional firms. 
Housing costs and Canada's unique way of capturing them in inflation suggest that consumer price gains may slow rapidly in coming months. Bloomberg reports that as the largest expense for most households, shelter makes up 30% of Canada's consumer price index, a similar proportion to the US. But unlike its southern neighbour, Canada's inflation metrics capture these costs in a way that's more sensitive to changes in interest rates and home prices. That means Canadian inflation measures are influenced by both the rise in mortgage costs as the BOC aggressively raises rates and by the resulting slowdown in the housing market. While inflation was still 6.3% in December, price pressures in Canada are expected to lose momentum thanks to base effects and continued cooling in the Canadian real estate market, which features shorter duration mortgages than the US and a higher share of variable rate home loans. Those differences are one reason economists say the Bank of Canada, which said last week it intends to pause its tightening campaign, won't have to raise borrowing costs as high as the Fed. The US calculates housing inflation using owners' equivalent rent or the price a property owner would have to pay to rent to live there. Canada calculates it through a formula that includes mortgage interest, replacement cost, property taxes and maintenance. Shelter's been a major driver of Canadian inflation in recent months and was up 7% in December. The mortgage interest and rent sub-indexes saw year-over-year jumps of 18% and 5.8% respectively. Stephen Brown, an economist at Capital Economics, told Bloomberg that he expects mortgage interest costs to peak before dropping sharply in the second half of this year. Other inflation inputs, such as commissions on home sales, are already easing. His forecast is for increases in the shelter component of CPI to fall to 3.5% by June and to 1.5% by December. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, rate hikes and earnings in focus for cautious stock markets. Oil demand disappoints after the Lunar New Year holidays in China. And why hedge funds are bearish on bonds despite gains. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.